When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, good evening and welcome to the Fanatical Elves post-game show. A little bit of late night Browns blues. Yep, they just couldn't pull it off out there in the Emerald City of Seattle. And the Browns take the loss today 24-20. to 20. Not what Browns fans had hoped. It was a game of runs early. It looked like the Browns had flown all the way to Seattle to only get pummeled as they went down early, 14 to nothing. And then the Browns figured out that they could play with the Seattle Seahawks and surprised most of uh, the Everybody in the stands and everybody it was a Seattle Seahawks fan and probably most of the NFL as they fought back and the Browns took the lead uh, late in the third. Well, what about midway through the third quarter and got the lead up to 20 to 17 only to lose the lead with 38 seconds to go as the Seahawks got a touchdown, took the lead. And the Browns had no answer after that and lost. It is a little bit of that late night blues feeling, is it not, Browns fans? Mm, tough one here. It's uh, one of those games where there is a lot of finger pointing right now. A lot of Browns fans who hate Kevin Stefanski already want to put all the blame on on uh, Kevin Stefanski, Steady Eddie, which is absolutely ridiculous. And I say this, I know some of you who listen to our shows and listen to my podcasts and part of the Fanatical Elves Network um, have heard me criticize Kevin Stefanski once in a while. Well, this game is not Kevin Stefanski's fault for the loss. This is a collective effort and it was the failure on the part of a variety of things that occurred during the game of execution and uh, simply put, the Browns made a valiant effort at getting the win, but just came up short. There are far many more issues that we should be talking about that are more important and reasons why specifically the Browns lost. But let's start with the old third down and three play with two minutes and four seconds in the game. I've heard a lot of takes of people calling into radio shows and podcasts and everybody's on social media who hate and loathe 
uh, Kevin Stefanski um, saying things like, well, they were running the ball so well and it was third and three and they should have just ran the ball and then pinned the uh, taking the punt and pinned the Seahawks deep in their territory, forcing the Seahawks to have to go, let's say 80 or 90 yards to try to score the winning touchdown. What actually happened was that the Browns um, had options on that third down play. They chose to throw the ball there and PJ Walker, the third string quarterback who's played valiantly over the last three weeks in Deshaun Watson's absence, went back through the ball. Unfortunately, a Seahawk player played a smart defensive uh, play. Uh, don't know if he intended to hit the ball uh, with his helmet, but the ball ricocheted off of his helmet uh, sky high and went about 20 yards the other way. And one of the Seahawk players intercepted the ball at about the 40 yard line, giving the Seahawks 60 yards still to have to go to try to get a either um, tying field goal or go ahead touchdown with just under two minutes to play. Some people have compl are complaining that if the Browns, like I said, you know, ran the ball there. Worst case scenario, they punt it, pin the Seahawks back. Best case, best case scenario, they get the first down at the two-minute warning. Now, if they got the first down, that would have forced Seattle to use their final two timeouts. They had two timeouts at that point. That means that they probably, if the Browns don't move the ball and it's third down and let's say 10 after two running attempts, then the Browns are still going to have to kick the ball, leaving Seattle maybe about a minute of playing time still to go deep to try to get back and tie the game or take the lead. Obviously, none of that happened. Those are just things that could have happened. Unfortunately, the ball, you know, like I said, ricocheted high and it was intercepted. The defense for the Browns, which played very well between the end of quarter one and, and the end of uh, the fourth quarter, again, faltered. And I think this is a much bigger issue than most Browns fans who want to just concentrate on Kevin Stefanski making a stupid play call, uh, which is absolutely ridiculous. It was a good play call. It was a good play call. Third and three, you have a lot of options. It just didn't pan out. The execution of the play just did not happen. That is not on Kevin Stefanski. But more importantly at this point, and a few people have pointed this out, and I immediately go to this because the Browns' defense is being characterized as this outstanding group. They've been giving up lots of points, especially the last three weeks. I think they're giving up at least 26 points a game, which is way too much. They have faltered the last three weeks. Let's go back to the San Francisco 49er game. They allowed San Francisco to run down the field with under, what, a minute to go in the game. They didn't do anything to stop them. The 49ers had to make a 41-yard field goal, and the field goal kicker missed the kick. If he makes the kick, the Browns lose that game. Last week against the Indianapolis Colts, went back and forth. The Browns gained the lead at one point. It was um, 30, 33 to, I want to get this right, it was 33 to 31. 
when the Browns, again, could have stopped the Colts and prevented them from scoring, but no, they faltered, and the Colts scored quickly on a touchdown because of bad tackling and bad play by the defense, bad execution, and they took the lead 38-33, and only because P.J. Walker had a hell of a drive making some big crucial plays did they were they able to take the lead and then score at the end to win that game 39-38. This week, the Browns worked very hard, and there were good things on the, that the defense did throughout the game, but again, they faltered, and no one is going to want to talk about this, but it's a real problem. It's a far bigger problem than most people want to admit and will admit this week. The Browns' defense is not very good in key moments, either because of how they're playing. They're not giving, you know, Jim Schwartz. We're giving a lot of praise to Jim Schwartz, but again, they jump back in this sort of prevent, and then they're missing tackles and not doing what they need to do to prevent them, the opponent, from moving down the field. All these things can be corrected still. But again, it's very obvious that, I mean, this is what happens. People are going to continue to talk about what Kevin Stefanski did in the play call. But that game was not lost because of that ball hitting off and ricocheting off the helmet of the player. Miles Garrett was interviewed after the game, and he openly admitted the fact that the Browns, all they needed to do on defense was get a stop. Someone on the defense needed to get a stop. There were other opportunities throughout the game. Uh, our kid Cam Mitchell dropped the inter- an easy interception late in the game that could have probably given the Browns what a, 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 a bigger lead even going into that final series of plays. There were other opportunities missed. Um, we settled for some field goals when the Browns were driving offensively when the game seemed like it was lost, but they got the lead. They had opportunities to score touchdowns, but they settled for chip field goals. I'm glad we got the points, but again, missed opportunities. Obviously, we're missing our starting franchise quarterback in Deshaun Watson. P.J. Walker did a hell of a job, but I don't know if he completed much of maybe but one pass um, at the end of the game, his final stats, he was 15 for 31 for 248 yards. And I remember at one point looking at his stat line, I think he was like 15 for or 14 for like 19 at one point. So, I mean, he started throwing a lot of incomplete passes. Now, the other glaring things here that really are just so tough to swallow because as a Browns fan, you look at these these stat lines, and this is definitely a game the Browns should have won, but they screwed up. Uh, not only the offense, but the defense. I would say the defense screwed it up more because they gave up that quick lead, fourteen to nothing, right away. Kudos to the Browns to fight back offensively. They get back into the game. The defense settled down a little bit, got a few stops and they were able to get back in the game. So kudos to both sides of the ball. The Browns ended up running 75 plays on offense compared to Seattle's 55 plays. And yet the Browns had 385 yards of total offense. Seattle had 362 on 20 fewer plays. 
what does that tell you? It tells you that Seattle was getting bigger chunks of, of yardage on their plays than the Browns were, which means that the Browns defense, yeah, was really not playing well at all, especially early. The Browns uh, turned the ball over three times. Yes, P.J. Walker had two interceptions and a fumble. The Browns didn't have too many penalties. That's good. They did, uh, again, outrush them um, again for the next the third week in a row. The Browns' uh, running game has been outstanding. They had 155 yards of rushing yards. And, again, it's just one of those games where um, – there were so many things here that the time of possession, the Browns had almost 37 minutes to 23 minutes for Seattle. It seemed like the Browns had the ball and were on the field the entire game, and yet they come up with the loss. Honestly, I'll tell you, you know, when I when they get game started, they we go down 14 to nothing. It did not look good. Now it was nice. We got the uh, got to meet up with my colleagues, Rod Bloom who does the Browns blitz and Joel Cade, who does the, what the elf was that show. And we met up over there at the tooties uh, uh, bar and grill over there in Dayton in the Beaver Creek area. So that was a lot of fun. But when we started watching the game at the beginning, it did not look good uh, going down 14 to nothing, but the Browns fought back. Kareem Hunt scored a touchdown. David Njoku scored a touchdown. Uh, Amari Cooper ended up, I think with uh, eight, eight catches for let's look here. Uh, Coop had, Six catches for 89 yards and a nice 15-yard average. Uh, David Njoku had four passes caught for 77 yards. Another nice game by him. Let's talk about Pierre Strong for a minute. Boy, what a kid. I love this kid. He's tall, lanky. He's 6'1", and he just, you know, he finds the gap, sees the holes. P, uh, Pierre Strong ran 10 times for 41 yards, including a, 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 a long run of 12 yards. He also caught a pass for a nifty uh, 41-yard uh, rush after the catch. Kevin Stefanski did some outstanding things in this game, giving the opportunities, little dunk passes, screen passes that really worked to Kareem Hunt, to David Njoku, and some other players. Um, again, you know, uh, Martin Emerson on defense, nice, nice game again. He did have a interception. I think this was the second week in a row he had an interception. But it's still a loss, and it's still late-night blues here with the Brownies. The Browns need are going to need to turn their attention quickly now to the Arizona Cardinals, who I believe got beat pretty soundly today by the Baltimore Ravens out there in Arizona. So the Cardinals are struggling. They're going to be Josh Dobbs, who was our Browns backup, will be returning to Cleveland. That'll be a, a, a side story to follow as we get into this week. Other things that we'll be, uh, again, watching closely is, is uh, obviously Deshaun Watson going to be ready to play against the Cardinals. Only time will tell, and we'll find out more as the week moves ahead. Again, it was a, a tough, tough uh, loss today, 24-20. Uh, to 20. The Browns go down to defeat to the Seattle Seahawks out there in Seattle. The last time they were in Seattle was 2015. They lost the last time they won a game in Seattle was 1989, 34 years ago. So it's going to be a long more time, many more years before the Browns get a chance to get a win out in Seattle. It's just crazy to think this streak has gone 34 years 
Oh, boy. Well, folks, thanks for joining us here on the uh, Browns uh, postgame fanatical uh, show here. Uh, little Browns blues, late night blues tonight. But, you know, they're going to get back. We're four and three. We wish we were five and two, but it's okay. We've got this next game against the Cardinals. The Browns need to regroup. It'll be a home game. The weather should be uh, pretty nice. It's supposed to be in mild in the 50s uh, degrees. It's going to be cold this week in the Cleveland area, but it's going to warm up by game time next Sunday. So look forward to that. I'll be going up to the game. So if you're a, a fanatical Elves uh, follower, um, I'll be at the game on Sunday. So uh, let us know if you're going to be at the game, and we'll try to find you and uh, say hello. All right, guys. Go Browns. Again, the Browns go down to the Seattle Seahawks 24 to 20, but they're going to bounce back next week against the Arizona Cardinals. Stay tuned for more uh, great Fanatical L's programming. Tomorrow we'll have the Dog Pound South show with um, our colleague Steve Gill. Does a great job there. Um, We'll have a bunch of other shows coming up this week, so uh, tune in to all those, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Go Browns! Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline.